Good evening and welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. It must be Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Because I'm here with my co-host Adam Sunhalter and my name is Jack Mancini. We're business coaches with a company called Maximum Value Partners, LLC. And we have been business partners in doing coaching. That's the, 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 the purpose of Maximum Value Partners for over 15 years together. We've probably seen, operated, owned, sold, valued, probably everything that you can imagine with a small business we've done. And we've helped countless owners get out of holes, come up with solutions to their problems that they've been wrestling with by themselves. And this program's kind of an offshoot of that. What we do is every week we take situations with our client discussions and run them through this program here on Wednesday night. What we do is condense a lot of the the issues, and it, it becomes a pretty good story. So we have a lot of fun doing it. When we talk small business owners, we're talking companies from 1 to 25 employees. And it could span any industry, and it, it does. <clears throat> There's rare uh, an, inst- uh, an industry that we're being introduced to for the first time. But that doesn't make any difference because you, the business owner, are the expert in the in the uh, in the industry that we're talking to. You know how to do the stuff relative to the product and the service. We know how to help you market. We know how to help you do the business stuff and educate you to your own financial statements, to marketing, to HR, to all those other pesky problems in running a business. So tonight we're going to talk about a subject we've talked about a number number of times, and we could talk about it. many more times, which we will as we go forward with this show. And the subject is called leadership. What do you think, Adam? What the heck is leadership? (laughs) Leadership's a good good stuff. You're very formal tonight, Jack, (laughs) talking about uh, Maximum Value Partners, LLC. I thought I'd add that there. Being tax time at you you see those little things like hey wait where did the LLC come from? No, it's funny when people put stuff down. Yeah, you know, I certainly noticed this when we uh, you know we've talked about before in terms of leadership too. This actually ties in with uh, with extended disc, the behavior assessment that we use, and people have to fill out the form. They put in their names, right? And it's funny there's so many people that go by nicknames or different parts. When they, when they have to fill out something like that, like they put their full name in, right? Like it's like like you, know, you didn't even know that that their name was that, right? I mean it's okay, <laughs> but that's. Again, so people get formal at strange times sometimes. So, in any case, welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. We're glad to have you here. If you're new, welcome. And if if you like what you hear tonight, you got all kinds of podcasts you can get. If you go on our our website, dirtysecretsofsmallbusiness.com, you'll see them all listed there. You can catch up on the archives, or if you missed part of this show, you can go you can go see it there as well. If you're a returning guest, welcome back. Glad to have you here. You're always welcome to be part of the show. If you're new or if you're an older older listener, you're, you're more than welcome. As Jack said, we're here every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern, for an hour. So if you're listening live, you can call in or text, or you can you can do it even if you're not listening live. You, you, you can you can call in or text at that at that time. The number to, to get us, if you want to call, we got Scotty sitting by here at 440-946-9468. And magically, that same number you can also text with. So if you don't feel like talking, whether it be you don't feel like talking to us or talking to Scotty, you can just text here, and we'll, and we'll get the message that way as well. That's, again, 440-946-9468. If you're a little more bashful than even texting, you may want to email. You can do that, too, at radio at MaximumVP.com. So lots of ways you can, be, you can be part of the show. So leadership, Jack, that's, a, that's always a good topic to talk about because it's, it's a constant thing when it comes to anybody running an organization. 
especially when it comes to a small business. And there were a couple of things that that, that, that you know triggered you know, you know I, I think this this topic, uh, not the least of which was a was a documentary I was watching earlier this week. Uh, this past Monday we celebrated a, a holiday here in the U.S. called Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and I think most folks are familiar with you know different marches, March on Washington or in, in Selma or I Have a Dream speech, and there's certain highlights I think most folks are aware of. But as I was going through this documentary and, and watching it, it, it gave some really good inside looks into what he was doing and his inner circle of team and kind of how things kind of went. And I was amazed at how similar stuff he was dealing with that our business owner clients deal with as well. So we'll make some some uh, comparisons there as we go through it. Well, we we know we know from our long history of working with small business owners, you know, there's only so many problems that can be conceptually framed for a business and or an organization really not just a, a business when i say business people think of you know ringing a cash register and doing transactions for money etc not that there aren't but an organization has a different connotation so we have we have seen probably everything there is to see with a small business that's right and they repeat themselves. These issues repeat themselves, and that's why we're able to to deal with so many companies and and uh, be able to communicate very well. First time you meet some of these problems, it's it's trying to define them, and it becomes very difficult sometimes. Right. So anyway, well, that's well, no, okay. Well, part of our part of our our charge here, and the reason why it's called Dirty Secrets of Small Business, is we start to reveal some of that stuff because, uh, as we've talked about numerous times on the show and uh, countless times off the air, Jack, that there's a certain romance to owning your own business. Very much so. That's right. And the dirty secret, though, is that yeah, there there's some fantastic things when it comes to, to running a company, but there are also some very troublesome and some some very difficult things. And so I was reminded of that too as I was watching. One of my favorite shows that I haven't seen in a while, The Sopranos. <laughs> so I don't know if it's, you know. I'm Great not a, show. I'm not Italian, Jack. I know you're Italian. It's okay. You can be Italian like you can be Irish on St. Patrick's right. Day. Same thing. So it's not that. It's, you know, maybe the, the, the decade or so I spent in the New York, New Jersey area. So there's a lot of familiarities. You know, you watch the opening scene and kind of, you know, see where they're going through. There's a lot of familiar areas. But just the show itself I found very, very compelling. And. I was watching, uh, maybe it was the, the, the last or next to last season, there was an episode that was in there, and, and you had a scene where, where Tony, and if those of you aren't familiar, T- Tony Soprano is, is the boss, and they have an office, and their office place is at a place called Bada Bing. Bada Bing. Bada Bing. That's a, that's a nice strip club over in New Jersey. and has a nice has a nice feel to it. But they have a, an office in the back there where the guys go to hang out. Right? That's their, a their nice feel one of the, to a strip club. That's well, it's, good. Yeah, I like that one. It's one of their it's one of their um, legitimate businesses, right? That acts as a front for 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 laundering their money and that. So a lot of the guys hang out there a lot, right? So in this particular episode, you know, things were kind of coming to a head in terms of some things that. The rest of the the, the the made guys. So this is his leadership team, right? So we're, you know we talk about business. We have leadership teams. We have executives. We have the C-suite, right? Well, when you're in you're in the mafia and the mob, you have you have the other made men, right? Those are you know <laughs> so you have the boss and then you have the you have the, the other you made the guys who are lieutenants, right? right? Mm-hmm. So here these guys are, and they're and you know there's a scene at dinner, and and they aren't happy because the boss Tony isn't handling something the way they'd, they'd like to have it handled. And it's and interestingly, in this case, Jack, it's, 
you know, we, we people think about mafia and being a family business. This is really a family business because it happened to be his cousin that was the problem, right? Who had created some problems, then kind of disappear. And there, here, here is all the, the the lieutenants, you know, talking amongst themselves. What are we going to do? And they're upset about the boss not doing. Hey, this seems obvious. You know, why can't he just do this, right? So. His consigliere is, uh, I believe his name is Sal. Don't quote me if I get it wrong, but it's it's Stephen Van Sant, the guy who's uh, the the guitarist for Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, he's the big hair, the big, the big hair guy. Guy. Yeah, and he's he's been you know he's been friends with Tony since they were little kids, so they they know each other their their lifetime. And so there's a scene where it's just the two of them are in the office, and 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 Steve Van Sant's character is getting ready to kind of to get up and go, and he says, "Hey, you can see he's wrestling with something." He says, "Hey, you know, hey boss, you know, with all due respect." And then he kind of pours out the, the the challenges that he's having in terms of stuff that he and the guys have been talking about, right? About how you know there's some unrest amongst the guys, and how you know it seems very clear to them that you know certain things should be done. And so you know Tony, the boss, is sitting there kind of taking it all in, you know, and waits for him to be done. And he gets done, and Tony turns his chair towards him and kind of comes towards him. He says, "Hey, you know, with all due respect, it's not so easy being the boss." You know, he said, "Every every decision I make impacts everybody." And I have to think about all this stuff before I make a decision. So it's it's not a, a simple, quick decision. You guys have no idea what, what I'm dealing with here, right? And so, of course, <laughs> Sal backs off. Kind of says, "Okay, well, he kind of you know had had a chance to kind of say his piece." But as I'm as I'm watching Tony during that during that scene, Jack, I'm thinking about again. This is there's that romance, or it's the the, the folks on the outside that, that you know that are looking in, thinking how easy it is or how great it would be to be the boss. And that's you know true whether we're talking about. Owners of small companies, or in this case, the the the, the mafia. Okay, people are looking at it, and and the folks who are looking up that way have a small view of what it means to be the boss. Again, they're, they're looking at it from from their world. So as I think about, and these are you know obviously two very different characters, right? Tony Soprano and Martin Luther King Jr. But again, to me, these are there's always lessons there. You know, maybe we're we're kind of weird that way, but whenever whenever we're looking at things, we you know. We always see it from that perspective, Jack, with the, with the kind of the business hat on, what's kind of going on, and can relate it to real life really quickly and, and understand these characters in ways I think many people don't or don't appreciate because we, we now deal with that with our clients who are owners of companies. Well, we, we have found that so many, we'll just use employees and the owner of a company. You know, the employees never really ran a, a serious position in an organization. So they're very self-centered, and it's it's not their fault. It's just their lack of experience and empathy towards the boss. You know, the boss, good or bad, has lots of decisions to make, and he or she's going to make those decisions to the best of their ability, best of their experience. And most people in the company will be quick to judge and basically condemn or complain more so, whiny, like I was whiny before. You know, you get whiny every once in a while. But they get whiny, and they don't know. And they're never really confronted for the most part. And they go on that way, and life goes on. It is difficult being a boss. You have your own routines that you want to set up. You have your own routines that you want to run. Sometimes you want to be at peace with things and, you know, wrestle with your own issues. And you're constantly being bombarded. And if you can have the luck of having a good staff and being able to plan and execute and be able to get away, you're very fortunate. And that's very important to be be able to do because you need your time away. <laughs> you can't constantly be like playing with a puppy. 
Yeah, it's good right away, and it's all right. It has its moments, but this puppy just knows that it wants to be attended to, and it has it had its own agenda. Well, same with your employees. They have an agenda, too, and they want to get that off their back, and they don't think, well, gee, should I go in and talk to the boss now? No, they just barge in if it's an open-door kind of company, which is okay. They'll just barge in and, uh, hey, boss, I got an issue here. Well, the boss has to look up and break his momentum, and so that's what you're talking about, Adam. You know, Tony's that that boss, and he's got to make lots of decisions. As do you, the owner of a small business. We know you do. Yeah, no, that's why you're you're, you're paying your scene well. You, know, you picture that that kind of quiet scene, and you know, I don't know what he's doing. He may have been reading the paper, but again, he may have wanted just some time to think. And that's something that we have difficult finding difficulty finding these days, Jack. Is just some quiet time because if all of a sudden we're quiet people figure hey you you know that means it's okay for me to come talk to you or engage again but just to, to be sitting and thinking right that's it, it, it becomes it, a it, tremendous luxury doesn't it it's yeah. like wow it's like yeah you know what, what's the person doing so people will often take that we have some stories that we'll, we'll share here as we get into the show here um, about that in terms of yeah where people will kind of come in and it's well-intentioned it's well-intentioned but things can 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 be seen maybe the, the, the wrong way. So what we're going to do during tonight's show is we'll, we'll share. We'll kind of go back and forth there. And I've got you know a list here, Jack. We'll kind of go through which we talked about in terms of some lessons or, or insights into the Martin Luther King Jr. for sure in terms of stuff that he was feeling and kind of going through. We'll kind of draw some similarities to some of the stories you're already kind of hinting at here, Jack. So stay tuned for that. We have a lot of good stuff to talk about here in terms of leadership and what's kind of going on. We're going to de-romanticize it a little bit and really kind of talk about the dirty the secrets. realities that, of it yeah, all. Yeah, right. they kind of go on. So stay okay. tuned for that. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini, and we are here talking about leadership. That's right. we got stay tuned. we got more dirty secrets of small business coming your way here on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online, com. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm your co-host, Adam Sonhalter. And I am the other co-host, Jack Mancini. And we are we are Maximum Value Partners, and we wear our capes out there. Wear our capes. That's good. All right. So the theme tonight, Jack, is we're going to kind of debunk, demystify. We're going to talk about some leadership stuff as it relates to running a company and how it's been romanticized. But there's some real, real challenges that, that go on. And so... One of the things is I was watching this this documentary. I forgot to mention the, the the documentary. It's it's called King in the Wilderness. It was done by HBO about a year ago. I just happened to see it. They were they, they were replaying it uh, Monday evening. I happened to catch I didn't catch all, but I, I caught enough of it to to, to, <laughs> to give me some some good thinking material here, Jack. But uh, one of the big things that, that 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 might surprise people is the doubts, the doubts that leaders have, and. Martin Luther King Jr. was no different. He had tremendous doubts. You know, if you as you look and try to get a sense of of what he was going through, I mean, here here he was a a relatively young pastor, and a, and, and his father was a pastor too. I didn't know that. His father and his father was a big man. I mean, had a big man and a big presence, and just like three hundred pound kind yeah, of big, big guy, kind of big guy. Yeah, you know, and uh, from what I recall, Martin Luther King Jr. was a smaller guy. You know, he, he was shorter in stature, and he you know he's you know he, he was relatively fit. So you know, but he was. So physically smaller, and his dad was more of a D in terms of discipline. very out there and, and you know, in your face kind of, you know, very more of that kind of preaching. Yeah, very hard man. And, yeah. Right. Okay. Whereas you know, Martin Luther King Jr. was 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 a little more intellectual. I, I, I didn't realize he he graduated high school at age fourteen. 
or 15. Graduated from Morehouse at like 19, which is a college. I think he had his master's degree by 22 and his PhD like by 26. So no kidding. I didn't uh, know that either. A wickedly smart guy, right? Mm-hmm. So a wickedly smart guy, a fantastic order in terms of just you know whenever he talked it was just like you know again people he, people just wanted to wanted to hear it and they, they were trying to soak it in so you so you see this guy and you look and you're thinking man he's got it all together got it all together you know has great gifts is, is doing wonderful things with, with all the stuff you know he he must just you know think he's the you know the the cat's meow, whatever, whatever phrase you want to use but he needs to be feeling good about cats himself meow. wait a minute i have to interject this go ahead intellectual what? Cats meow. Where did that come from? That's a. I, I know you're a cat guy, Jack. Right. So the cats meow. Right. Is it the cats meow or it's the, the cats behind? One of the two. Right. It's a, those, those, those are viewed as kind of good things, right? Gotcha. I won't. I won't go into that one. <laughs> right. But again, it's just feeling good about himself. Mm-hmm. Should be right. And I think I probably in general he did, but there there were some 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 doubts he had. Uh, he he was very aware of the the the, the, the position he was in in terms of influence that he had and everything else and they just asking questions like you know why me you know how come i'm the guy who's also now at the forefront of this stuff i'm the you know i'm the guy in the spotlight with stuff and so there's there's tremendous doubts with any leader and and, and one of the things that, that we see and a big part of what we do day to day when we talk to our clients is they have tremendous doubts too now they may not be as as big of items about you know what they're focusing on, okay? Whether it be you know dealing with equal rights, you know, or poverty issues, or well, things that the Vietnam War, directly billions yeah. of people, uh, you know, yeah. It's... So here I am, and you know, it was funny because you know Shannon, you know, she was doing something else, and she started getting get into this thing in, a little bit, and so yeah, it was really interesting about, and she used the term of like kind of, you know, real things that, that he was, you know, that he was dealing with. Right? I suppose not that what we deal with day-to-day isn't necessarily real but it's it's different it's on a different scale sure you know by all means but as an owner of a small company not to diminish that because there are a bunch of little things day-to-day that, that go on there are a lot of decisions that, that you're confronted with or you, you face every day and it's rare that you go through the day where you feel confident about all those decisions okay and again they may be small little ones but there's there's no, bigger there's, ones too you'll have good days and bad days and the bad days are usually built around the fact that you you have decisions that are very complex and you can't with most certainty and, and high probability that the decisions you're making are right. And that, that's where the doubt comes in and, and the angst. And the owner has that on his or her shoulders where the employees just have the ability to whine a little bit. Right. Well, part of what, what happened, a big part of the interview, there, there were a couple of couple of guys that they that were kind of part of his inner circle i guess you would call you know um who were a big part of the you know giving some of the insight and and, and talking about it and even as they talk about him again he he would confide in them on uh, uh, in stuff but they still they still kind of held him at a certain status uh, you know and maybe it's you know as they look back now it's been 40 or 50 years now right or more than 50 years sorry since since he was assassinated but so maybe it's it's changed with time versus when they were there. But again, even when they were there, I think they they knew he was kind of that 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 leader, or he was the leader. Of this, but again, he would open up to them about stuff, and they didn't know. And part of the things he opened to that you know to them it probably happened later on as they got to know him more. It wasn't the first year they were together. Maybe been the sixth or eighth year that they were together. They they gone through some battles. So he was fortunate that he had you know some folks who were close to him that he could kind of talk to about stuff. We find that most owners don't have that, or even if they do, again, and this is probably similar to what he had, 
they may have some friends or, or, or even spouses or, or family members who are willing to listen and would like to help, but they don't, they don't know either. Again, a lot of things he was wrestling with are things that nobody had necessarily had an answer to, right? Um, that's, often, he, that's often the case. Yeah. yeah. So, but again, come back to the, the, the comparison to small business owners. There's things day in and day out that, that, that they're dealing with. How do they get rid of those doubts? And again, I don't care if you've been in business for two weeks or 20 years. There's new stuff that comes up. And there's doubts. And there's, again, you may have more confidence today than you did 15 years ago, but you still have those those doubts. So, so what does the leader do, Adam? What does the leader do with those doubts? Package them up and send them to Amazon, through Amazon to uh, some black box des- destination? How, how does he get rid of? How did he get rid of those doubts? How did he handle those doubts? How does a small business owner handle them? Yeah, you get up every day, you put your pants on, you keep on moving forward, and you realize you're going to make mistakes along the way, right? Or you know, you may not have, you may not get answers to some of the questions that that you're asking in terms of, hey, why is it me doing this, or what do I do here? And you start making decisions. You start. You go with your gut sometimes. You start. You, you, you start making guts. them. That's yeah. the key. That's right. Yeah. You start making them, and after a while, it becomes natural, and it becomes comfortable. It doesn't mean that you don't have daunting decisions that come up from time to time, but it seems natural the more you do it. Well, we talk about it. We we'll joke with our clients about it, especially when we first meet them or if we're meeting an owner for the first time. We, uh, at some point during our discussion, it often comes up to it. We say, "Hey, I mean, you know, you have all the answers, right?" They give us one of those sly kind of smiles. So, well, I mean, that's what your people think, right? They come up to you and they throw all kinds of problems at you day in and day out, or opportunities, and they throw them at you, and you're gonna you're gonna have the answers magically somehow. You have a you have a, whether it be a crystal ball or whatever it might be, you can tell, and you get everything figured out. And you don't tell them any different. Usually, that's usually what happens. Usually, they they'll, they'll right. fake it, right? To <laughs> just sort of like in your mind, you're going, I have no clue, but. Let's try this. Do it. That's right. Or else I'll be sitting here all day long doing nothing. That's right. So depending on what it is, you know, to answer your question, Jack, different leaders will do different things. But yeah, we encourage folks to take steps, and we may lay out here. We have five options here. Okay, let's do one. Let's pick this one. Let's let's go with option one. Let's see how it goes. Versus sitting around all day, you know, trying this or let's get another. Let's let's go do let's go do something. That's right. If it's not right, we'll 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 cross off and go to number two or number four, whatever wherever our next option is going to be. Well, but let's kind of keep keep going. We're never going to have all the answers ever. I agree Ever. with that. So that's a big part of leadership, huh? Is so, it making the decisions, framing the decision? Well, just understanding. Part of the message here, Jack, I want them to understand that every leader you've seen, okay, whether it be you know, great world leaders like, like, like Martin Luther King Jr. or Winston Churchill, any folks you want to think about that have dealt with some of the big, big issues in the world, somebody running a small company, somebody you know, working at a big corporation that's you know, leading, leading that university, somebody working for a nonprofit, anybody in those roles – have doubts. They have doubts, and it's okay to have doubts. Don't don't necessarily, necessarily think less of yourself because of that, or or, or or think something's wrong with you. Everybody has those doubts, so expect those doubts. You're not gonna have, yeah, again, and you probably won't get clarity on on many things. It's okay. Everybody else is everybody's dealing in that gray world, but doubts are a big part of it. And if you're following a leader, understand that that leader is dealing with some doubts. You may not know what they are. That leader may not be expressing them to you but those doubts exist how well, uh, how deep they are how, how close to the surface they are depends on, who, on what that leader is doing and what their style is well that's where that great cliche of it's lonely at the top comes from that's one you of know, the big drivers it's right, a Jack. big deal because you can't turn around to your people you can i mean have a meeting and 
get inputs from people, but ultimately the buck stops with you, another cliche, and it, it, those things have real meaning because they're true. You know, you as the owner of a company have to eventually make decisions, some very hard ones, uh, to keep the company moving along. And it's not easy. There's no good school for leadership. There, There's some training and concepts are given to you and you, you can do role playing and the like. But ultimately, leadership is a, a, a very personal thing for a business owner especially. And it's often not very easy to execute. Yeah, you touch on that. It's a great point, Jack, the, the whole lonely at the top phrase. And I, I started to see some of that. That's you know, part of the documentary. You can start to see here he is in a room full of people, but he's not there sometimes. You know, he's, he's in his own, his own world mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um, where, again, it's just nobody understands. Nobody, and again, no matter who you talk to, nobody fully understands kind of what you're going through. And it, it, it can feel, I can feel that way. So, so those doubts that that, that thing on that's one. That's just one. I got a couple. I got, I got several more I kind of touch on. I know. I know. got lots of stories. But that's that, that, so. If you're having those doubts, it's okay. It's normal. Don't worry about it. All right. So we come back. We're talk about some more uh, leadership lessons we can learn here from a guy like Martin Luther King Jr. So stay tuned. I'm Adam Sonhalter. and I'm Jack Mancini. And Adam, how do they reach us? You can text or call 440-946-9468. Stay tuned. We've got more Dirty Secrets of Small Business coming your way here on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online, wintradio.com. All right, we're back out of here on Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Welcome back. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini, and I like that music. That's good music. Scotty's doing a good job, man. Yep, he knows he knows your taste. You know, get that late '60s, early '70s kind of. That's a, that's a good genre. I like that. It actually fits in with what we're talking about tonight because it fits in with Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> time frame, right? That's right. <clears throat> yeah, I'm talking about all this stuff because you know I've I'm reading about it in history books or watching things about it. And Jack, you lived through this, and many folks that are probably listening have lived through these things. You have your own views of what happened, and may have a better a better sense. But uh, yeah, because yeah, again, we, we all have our own our own views on these things. But as I was looking through, as we're looking through, we're making some points here about leadership. And we talked the last segment about doubts being being a very common thing that we were seeing. Um, we see all day in and day out with our clients, but something that, that, that Martin Luther King Jr. was wrestling with tremendously, which I think is you know, would be a surprise to most people. I think one of the things, too, is, is the pressure he felt. Pressure. Just, you know, when you own a company, there's a, there's a certain pressure that's on. And sometimes it eases off a little bit. It's not as strong, but other times it starts to kind of squeeze. You almost kind of think about, uh, I'll go back to Star Wars, original Star Wars, the, uh, the the New Hope, right, where they were in that garbage compactor. They start squeezing them, right? <laughs> start squeezing and squeezing. They're trying everything they can to kind of keep that pressure out. Put steel bars up, and they're getting smashed, and they're, you know, whatever it might be, right? So some days when you're an owner, you're starting to feel feel pressure. And they were they were talking as as it came towards the end of Martin Luther King Jr.'s life. Now, he didn't know it was near the end of his life, but that last year or, or so, talked about how he wasn't having much fun where they, they didn't see him smile a lot, Jack. Rarely was he smiling, right? All and, the pressures of the world on him. Yeah. You know? And, well, we, well, go on. Well, I, uh, I think I know where you're going with oh, this. But, so, but what was neat about it, they showed a scene. This is this was his, the one of being his final birthday. I think he was 39 in 1968. When, yeah, that's when he, when he died. His birthday's in January, right? That's why we celebrate this time of year. And they were conscious of what they say. And they had the, the, the one gal on the staff, they say, why don't you get some gifts that are going to kind of make him smile, right? 
And uh, so they had a little package of gifts and stuff. Again, it was they started to kind of use some humor because they they wanted to see him smiling and just say, hey, you know, again, we're we're, we're doing some great things here, and it's like, you know, let's you know, let's try to have a little bit of of fun because again, the folks who were doing this stuff were all most part volunteers, right? They weren't being paid. They were just they were very passionate about what was kind of going on. And so that he's starting to feel these pressures where, again, he's not having fun anymore. How often do we see that, Jack? Holy cow, in terms we of an owner. So often remind, remind our business owner clients to smile and appreciate what <laughs> they've just done. Have a little fun here. Put a smile on your face. It feels good. You know, not, not crazy, crazy, but uh, celebrate your, your victory. Celebrate that nice order that you got. Celebrate a profitable month or a... Uh, you know, something uh, exemplary with your employees. Celebrate those things. It makes you feel good. It energizes you, and the company appreciates it in ways that you can't even imagine. Yeah, and this, I mean, this particular case, it was his birthday. And, I, and I'm sure he knew it was his birthday, Jack, right? But it was like he was like any other day. He's kind of going through, and the, when the, 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 they were showing the film of this, so we're going to look at it. It was probably later in the day. And he was, okay, they were done. They're getting ready to kind of go, oh, oh, hold on a second. Hey, it's somebody's birthday. And you're going to see him like, all of a sudden, okay. And it's probably like, you know, one of those things you're thinking, I got 18 things I want to do, and okay. That's it's right. Like a, Who the but, hell needs this? You know? <laughs> right, right. right. But you saw it was almost an instantaneous change in his demeanor. I was like, okay, he was, he was completely present. He's like, okay, and he, he started to smile. He was, because he, I think he understood what they were trying to do for him. They, they saw he needed something. He needed something to kind of just poke him. You know, yeah, just say, hey, just, yeah, it's okay. It's okay to celebrate. Your birthday, even though we're all working hard and got a million things to do, okay, this is this is a big deal. Let's have a little have a little fun with it. So again, a couple of gag gifts and and again, embracing it, having you know, having fun with it, you know. So be aware of those pressures. Be aware of the pressure because all of a sudden, if it's like, hey, I'm feeling pressure, well, you're gonna feel that pressure almost by osmosis, just being around. Again, you're gonna sense that I'm tense, that I'm a little bit on edge, and so right. it's hard for you to be relaxed and calm and maybe performing your best um if you're if you're on edge so again being aware of those pressures your, your point jack's very well taken there are so many folks we meet in business uh many of whom are, are not our clients that aren't having any fun yeah they let the stress really take over and, and they don't poke the hole in that big bubble um yeah. so so it keeps getting more significant so why we, we talk we, we use the phrase all the time jack say so if you're gonna be this unhappy just go get a job that's right. You know, if, if you're running your own company, working for yourself, that's that, that's where it's at. That's you know that, that you have you should have some fun. Not not every day is great and high five, but you should have some fun along the way. So yeah, we help help people celebrate. So we do a version of that with a lot of our clients. Okay, it's necessary to get them gag gifts. We do at times too. We'll poke fun at them. We've done that with with a couple of clients. Get them different T-shirts and that to kind of poke fun at them, but or to kind of get their attention about stuff or make points. But it's okay. You got to have some fun along the way. So don't don't let the pressure take over. This one was really big. Uh, it re- really hit, hit home for me when it comes to, our, to a lot of our clients too, Jack, which is the feeling of always having to be on. Always having to be on. I, I, I was amazed. Because, again, we're talking 50, 60 years ago, and everything's in black and white, but there's a lot of film. I mean, there, you know, this man was on film a lot. i I, I got to believe if you look at how much time he was on film versus – the top movie stars at the time, I, I got to believe he had multiples of, of, of him being on film compared to what they had 
I mean, they have this hours is, of this is your observation. Yeah, just from just from not, not statistics. No, this is just me, well. me watching. It. And again, I, and I know that they they took sl- little slivers of stuff to make this documentary because there there are thousands of hours, I'm sure, of tape that's on the the cutting room floor that didn't make it to the documentary. But that here he is. That's just when the when when the TV cameras are rolling or the film cameras are rolling, right? Or the reporters are around. He has his team that that's there too. So again, he has the outside folks, which. Fortunately for many of our clients, many owners of businesses, you aren't you aren't operating in the public venue per se. Maybe if you if you own a retail store or a restaurant, you go out in Gladhand, you, you're kind of in the in the public view a little bit. But again, you can go back into your office, do something else. But you, you often aren't necessarily on public public view. I mean, you're you're on view to your customers to a certain extent. But again, being on and you know, being on to the world, but also having to be on to your to your team. You know. Maybe you can kind of tell a little story here, Jack, that you, you mentioned earlier when we were prepping for the show about, you know, in your corporate days, too. You, you, you kind of come in, and you don't want to always be on. All right? You ever had those kind of experiences? Hey, you almost dread. You, you, you drive up to the office, and you see Adam's car parked there. And I know as soon as I walk in, Adam's <laughs> going to be all over me. And it's like, like a happy dog waiting for you at the door. Yeah, okay, he's, well, here. he's here. He's here. He's here. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> almost. You know, you're driving, at least I, I use drive time uh, to organize the day, get my thoughts together. Maybe I left last night, uh, you know, reading a report or three quarters finished and I wanted to get into it right away and I know I'm going to get disrupted. Or even if I don't see Adam, I'll come in. I'll come into the office with the mindset that I have my own day planned and there are things I want to do. And so I come in, get a cup of coffee, sit down, and all of a sudden there's two heads at the door. And it's like, oh, shit, you know. I mean, it, it's it's not an oh, shit kind of thing. It's all of a sudden my schedule has been bumped. It's like a parent, right? you know, who has to continue to adjust their schedule, not push everyone back. Once in a while you got to do it, but for the most part you have your own schedule. You're looking forward to it, cup of coffee, relax, maybe shut the door, do whatever, and all of a sudden there's people asking questions. And I got to give them answers, or we got to form a meeting, or we got to do all these things. All of a sudden, I'm into the flow of the day, and what happened? Where did my day go? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> got to pick it up for tomorrow, or not not come in, or do whatever, you right, know? Right. It's not, it's not your I, I, I got to believe, Jack, many of our listeners are owners. Are, are probably laughing out loud listening to this because they, they, they can recognize those couple heads poking around the corner over there. Hey, what's going on? Hey, you know, you, come on you got, a, you come got on a minute? In, Lou. Right. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> and you know, you know it's not a minute. So, so what do you do? What do you do in those cases, right? And, and I think most people, most owners who are having some success, most of the time they'll they'll welcome it. Hey, come on in. Let's you know do sure. whatever they're gonna yeah, you're take. Pretty much, yeah. You, take whatever you your gotta, agenda is of the day. And you'll kind of put it aside. And you, you made a great analogy there, Jack, about parenting. I'm in the I'm in the midst of that now with a 12 year old and 15 year old. And I feel like all I'm doing is taking him different places and everything else. I can't wait for my son to get his license fully so he can be doing that himself. But it's like huh, huh. yeah, you're constantly having to adjust and modify. Hey, and just a little extra half hour here or there. Again, you know, I, I'm relatively structured and I, I try to plan things out. Well, half an hour makes a big difference. Sure, it does. So, okay, so it could be good, it could be, but okay, but you know, constantly having to modify. There's a, there's a lot of the same feelings when you're, when you're a parent as when as when you're an owner of the company. But to your point too, again, a lot of people can can relate to. Hey, you know, I'm having some alone time. I don't have to always be in meetings. I have things I'm trying to think about, and so it's almost the point where, and, and it's probably gotten better 
in today's day and age, because you know some of the, you know if you look back at your early career, Jack, before we had all the technology, people were physically there all the time. Now right. people aren't necessarily physically there. You're, so you're right. Yeah, it's a so big, big point. You can find ways to maybe you know get away. And oh wait, shouldn't shouldn't there be less stress? Huh. <laughs> now you got more outlet passes, but you got more inlet passes too. Yeah, I so. say they, they can always get a hold of you, right? Because well, hey, Jack's not here. Okay, well, leave a message for him. Well, okay, where is he? I'm going to call him or text him or whatever. I'm going to if he's on Instaface or Instagram or Snapchat, whatever. We'll find ways somehow to you know go 18 find different him. directions to, to, to see which one connects with you, right? So they'll, they'll kind of keep coming after you. So it's often hard to. Yeah, another point about always being on, Jack, right? Okay, well, even when I, I can leave the office or I leave the factory or I leave the store. <sighs> no, I can't necessarily can't relax. Can't like that. All of a sudden, because I, I have my technology and somebody's emailing me stuff or they're calling or texting or sending me stuff. Hey, take a look at this before I'm meeting them. Or whatever it might be, all of a sudden stuff's coming at me. So, again, there's that feeling of, of having to always be on and it. At times, we can snap. And I, I think we've all done it. You know, we've all said, just you know, give me five minutes or, or just, just leave me alone. I, I know I do it all the time as a parent. I'm like, hey, just I don't have time. Come back to me later. You know, I'll shut them off. Okay, but their kids are resilient, much like employees are too. They'll, they'll come back a different you know, different mode of attack, right? We'll sneak down. How do we do it? And they'll talk to each other about it. Well, did we get them here or there? What, what happened? Is something wrong with them? It's like, just... I'm done. Yeah, I I need ten minutes to myself with, right. with my thoughts, right? So, again, something that that I I noticed MLK was dealing with, and I, I know so many of our of our owners have to deal with that. I've had, that, that feeling had to be always on, and I was trying to picture it. I was trying to picture, you know, it, it, it's it, it's even hard to, to to fathom what Martin Luther King Jr. was feeling, because again, the pressures I'm aware of, and, and, and again, I've been in some big deals and things, still microcosm so so much smaller than the stuff he's dealing with you know and uh but again it's it's a common a common common challenge having to be always on so if you can find a way to not always be on because you, you need that you need that you need that time to kind of refresh and revive and i think the team will lose sight of that it's okay for them it's okay for them not to always be on right hey don't bother me at home you'll hear those kind of things or hey i'm off the That's clock right. or, they'll, okay. they'll, they'll let you know about that right, right. but for you, but you can't Right. Uh-uh. For you to do that. So, and, and part of this thing, too, I, I make this point, because so I have about a minute before a break here, Jack, is part of what we're talking about these things for, again, we try to uncover these dirty secrets on our show here, Jack, and we, we do it in real life, too, but this is this gets us a chance to get it out further. Let's talk about this stuff. Let's quit pretending these, these things don't exist. Let's quit pretending that you don't have doubts as an owner, that you aren't feeling some pressure, that you aren't feeling like you have to always be on. That's these a great are, point, Adam. That, that definitely is a great yeah. point. So let's let's talk about it. And so I think bringing it up and, and, and talking to your team about it, what's going on, because they're they'll sense it. Especially if people have been with you for a while, they they, they kind of know you. Much like again, the, the analogy you're using for parents, great. How the kids will and we do we do it all the time. Kids will play off and they'll they'll sense stuff. They know which buttons to push. They know if you're a little bit upset. But we gotta start talking about this stuff and, and, and embracing well, you as it. You're not the only one. Set that pace. You gotta set that pace. Yeah, but you gotta talk about them and, and you gotta own up to it a little bit. That's so it starts with you as a leader to start to kind of bring these things up. But let's, let's talk about this thing. So let's as as we go to go to break here, we have one more segment to go. I got a couple more stories you want to be able to share, but yeah, this always goes so fast, Jack. But start thinking about those things and, and how do you want to start to kind of bring up 
some of these things that, 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 that you're wrestling with. So stay tuned. We've got some more good stuff in terms of leadership related to Martin Luther King Jr. and how it relates to you as an owner of a small company. So stay tuned. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. And leadership is what we're talking about today, and it's multiple facets. We're only taking a couple of them. You got it. we got more Dirty Secrets of Small Business coming your way here on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online, WINTradio.com. All right, all right. Welcome back. We're here on the final segment of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. And as we say every week, Jack, it seems to be the fastest hour in radio and podcast. It goes faster, Adam. I think time's being cut out of this hour all right. somehow, some way. I know. And you're trying to get your phone calls or texting. You can do that. we got one last segment here at 440-946-9468. Again, that can be text or phone call, 440-946-9468. If you want to talk about it in terms of... How do you bring these things up? Again, we challenge you towards the, the end of the last segment to kind of talk about some of these things and, and start to acknowledge because you aren't the only one. Every every leader, every owner of a company is dealing with the stuff you're dealing with as it relates to. I wonder, Adam, I wonder if a lot of these owners of companies even think of themselves as a leader. They hmm. are a leader, every bit as uh, big as Martin Luther King, except the, the scope and uh, the, 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 the size of, of the things that, that he was accomplishing and trying to accomplish and dealing with our so much bigger, obviously. But we're talking to leaders here. If you're managing a number of people, if you're directing their activities, if you're making decisions about their day, their time, that's leaders. I mean, that, that's a, a leadership component. Now, maybe that's not the right word. It's a leadership definition, one part of it. There's many, many, many facets of leadership, as we know from talking about this subject through the years. And you know what? What you know, like starting with what is leadership? And I, I, I know we don't want to go down that road. You got a couple of stories you want to tell, so that's, that's get going right. on. It. That's all right. So uh, something kind of related to the always on piece because yeah, we, we we've kind of touched about this. But I want to really draw this out here a little bit, Jack. Which is people always pulling at you. you got people pulling at you for stuff, and it could be big deal. So uh, yeah, maybe, let me use the Martin Luther King Jr. example. So he got known for, for uh, uh, you know, for equal rights, trying to, you know, to the time in the 50s and 60s that, that, that he was you know, coming um, to, I guess, fame and people came to know of him and as a very young age. He was like 26 when he made his first thing in terms of, uh, of, of trying to make, make some headway as it relates, related to, to race relations in the country. And after a few years, they're starting to make some good progress. And then, well, people want them to, to, to be a mouthpiece for other things. You know, the, the Vietnam War was just kind of getting started at that time. They want people, hey, why don't you come out against the war, right? And you got uh, poverty issues that are kind of going on. Something he's very passionate about. So all of a sudden, how do you, how do you, all these people that are kind of coming at you, and they, they, they want you to, to do stuff for them. They, they want to change your focus. They have ideas of what they you know, want you to do. But you got people pulling at you all the time. All the time for stuff. And how do you know which ones are the right ones? You know, many of them articulate a, uh, a, a stance that, that is very attractive and it makes sense. And you've been thinking of this too. And now here's this, this gal talking to you, putting ideas in your head and further defining it. How do you know which one that you have to pick? How does he make that decision? Well, he's, he's very conscious of stuff. They had a couple of great examples during this documentary, Jack. Let me just, I'll touch on them real quick. Well, one was you have, you have the Vietnam War. And obviously at, at this time, this is in the mid-60s, the president was Lyndon B. Johnson. And for those of you who are history buffs, you know that, that, that he was a pretty important guy when it comes to civil rights. You know, he signed the 1964 Civil Rights Act. 
65, you signed the, the, the Voting Act, so the, the, the folks, uh, the, the, the black folks could, could, could vote. So he was very, very helpful what was going on. Well, on the flip side, he was the, the president leading and the, the charge and pushing into Vietnam. So here, you know, here's Martin Luther King, who's got a guy who's helping him when it relates to civil rights stuff and, and making some good progress. Well, do I take him on on something totally different, which is the Vietnam War, and risk that relationship? And then what happened was, you know, his wife was pretty active in terms of being anti-war stuff, and and personally, he had personal feelings. That's where you sort of kind of draw the line, Jack. He had personal feelings about stuff, but he was very conscious of his role in terms of what his leadership role was and the organization and when he spoke that people would listen to stuff. So he was very, very reticent to bring his own personal feelings to stuff. And they kind of tell the story about how eventually he, he wound up making a statement against the war. And he, he was very passionate about poverty. That kind of opened a, opened a floodgate. So we're talking about that as well. And there are more things that were, that were starting to kind of go on. So he was, he was aware of that stuff. He's also aware there were some other folks who weren't as gung-ho about the nonviolence that he was preaching. And because change, as we know, Jack, doesn't happen very quickly. That's right. So people can get very upset, and all of a sudden some violence starts to happen. And there was another uh, gentleman who started a, a phrase of black power, trying to get, you know, because there was a phrase at the time about white power. Let's get some black power here. And, and again, light years ahead of his time, you know, MLK is talking about the importance of not using a term like that. He saw how divisive that was going to be. And saying, hey, you know, we're not, it's not a, a black-white issue. It's, again, this is a, this is a, a, a humanity issue in terms of what was kind of going on. And he's trying to make it a bigger, uh, you know, even a bigger global thing from that standpoint. Of saying, hey, this is this is something we have to, we, we're in it together. Yeah, there's good and bad white people and black people and Asian people. Again, there's good and bads everywhere. But let's, you know, for folks who are on our side or helping, let's, let's not differentiate or, or, or put divides in it. So if you imagine yourself as the owner, where you've got people pulling at you. You have your key lieutenants pulling at you. You've got your customers pulling at you to do certain things. You've got your vendors pulling at you to do certain things. You've got your spouse pulling at you to do certain things, right? Sure, and then you, all you have all these obligations, and you've got to balance them. Very, very difficult. Impossible for most people. Yeah, most people aren't aware. So to me, again, this it gave a good insight to what he was dealing with in terms of that, the, I'll call that the, the people pulling at you. That's, that's, my, that's my, my, fancy, my fancy term to kind of cover that, Jack. Fancy term. <laughs> and then the last piece I wanted to, I guess, I'll get, we have one, time for me one more, one more piece. You're here. on a roll tonight. Go on. You keep going. Oh, I'm very inspired by this, Jack. And, uh, what touched was is the, the, the impact, and I think it will touch home for many of our, our, our business owner clients, the impact it had on his personal life. So, again, when, when, when he was assassinated, he was only 39 years old. He had a wife. He had, I believe it was three kids. And he felt awful that he couldn't be the father, the husband, all things that, that, that he was hoping to be, right? at least in his mind. maybe you know, We all have ideas about it, right? Maybe it was ideas he had from young childhood. Maybe it's ideas he had from watching what his dad did, right, in terms of here's what a father does or a husband does. And, he was, you know, very hard on himself in terms of just, hey, given my travel demands, and again, come back to people pulling at you, often the family would sacrifice, you know. And they talked a little bit about how, you know, when he would go home that, you know, his wife would make sure that he didn't have to do anything other than, you know, spend some time with the kids and having a meal with the kids if they could. I'm, laughing, I'm watching this, I'm thinking, here he is, and they're filming him, Jack, having dinner with his kids. You're impressed by that. Well, I, 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 I'm just like... Give the guy a break. As well. I'm, I'm thinking, give the guy a break, right? But there, it's it's. But he's he's putting his whole life, his yeah. whole life, uh, it's out there in, in a true commitment to making his story told, and in many ways, and the difficulty and in, in carrying it out day after day after day after day, and everything he does. 
So what a great way to do that if you can do that. You know, at the same time, he's not looking for a break. He's looking for more evidence that he can use to advance his his message in different ways. Right. He never quits, and I'm sure that in itself has inspiration for him. Well, he had his moments, and they touch on some of those dark times. I'm sure hey, we all have thoughts about that, right? Hey, you know, at some point you just want to kind of give up, give it up. Hey, I, I can't do it anymore. But there are times I think he he kind of got to that point where he was he realized that hey, you're in this again. If he were to jump out for whatever reason, it would create so much more damage and undo a lot of the great things that he had done at that point. Right? It's almost like you're in there so far, you kind of have to kind of keep going. So, but and you do it at the detriment often of personal stuff, and you know families can be very supportive, but it can be can be tough. You know, here they are watching their dad do whatever, or watch their husband do whatever, and you're not part of it. You're aware of it, and yet maybe you're, you're happy with them, you're, you're happy for them, or proud of them, whatever it might be, okay, but it's still, there's a certain there's that certain basic human need that we all have. But it's a, it's a, it's a common challenge for anybody leading an organization where you try to you know, buy into the vision, to your point, Jack, trying to do some, some things that are bigger than yourself, and there's some sacrifice that has to get made. And we see it a lot where the family stuff will, will often sacrifice. There's and there's often there's tremendous guilt around that. It's and that that's often not talked about. And coming back to having to always be on. Well, hey, can I have an evening with my family to to, to, to have you know devices turned off and we can just kind of do whatever we're going to do and not have to worry that whatever problems going on will still be there in the morning to kind of address. Do I have to be ready now to do it? I can sense <laughs> you know we know a lot of people there. I, as you're as I was seeing the story, you can kind of sense. Do you, do you think there. he looked at that as a sacrifice? Or do you think he looked at that energized with with uh, advancing his cause and that his family did too? Not so much the younger yeah. kids, but his wife. Yeah. She I, knew she knew that he was happy and, and most fulfilled, probably. I, I don't know. None of us do. But, you know, that, that's his choice of, of fulfillment. And I'm not going to get in the way of my spouse uh, who's doing something like that. I'll just keep feeding it. Right. And they were able to do that and stay together. I, I, and I don't know the. They did. They, they stayed together. There was. There's been talk afterwards where there were some extramarital affairs. And you look okay. Well, not unusual for a person in that role, the schedule that he has, doing what he's doing. That hey, you know, we're all human too. Sure. Right? We all have basic urges and desires and stuff that happens you got different moods during the day during the week month and yeah and And, you know it has absolutely nothing to do with what he was doing in terms of you know his mission what was going on yeah i think he was aware of it you know him being a a a good christian and minister and a baptist you know he he probably saw himself and you know trying to be like christ to a certain extent in terms of kind of giving his life for other stuff again he he joked about it i can leave this maybe one of the lasting thoughts see they mentioned how he's very good at, at, at using humor and sarcasm you know he would joke about assassination but he wouldn't do it about his own it'd be about somebody else's so, hey jack you know don't, don't do anything stupid like, like get yourself assassinated right because if you do i gotta give you a eulogy and he would start going into a eulogy and his eulogy would be all the things you don't want people to know about you right and he, and he but he would know he would do it if you could handle it like if you couldn't handle you know that ribbing he wouldn't do it but if you could handle it, he would kind of come after you a little bit and use that humor to kind of decompress the situation a little bit so be able to kind of do those kind of things and kind of you know use it so he had found some ways to have some fun and and in different ways for sure. So, mm-hmm. all right, we got about 30 seconds to go here. So, unfortunately, it's the end of our show, Jack. 30 seconds, yes. So, another great, uh, great show. Thank you for being part of the show. Or well, you were on a roll tonight, so. It's like butter. That's Your good. Your show. It's the Adam <clears throat> show tonight. All right. Well, 
You can hear more Dirty Secrets of Small Business next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Buddy. All Can't right. Wait. If you want to get a hold of us in between, radio at maximumvp.com or give us a call, 877 849 0670. And learn more d- Dirty Secrets of Small Business next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Hey, thanks for listening on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 1015 FM, and online, wintradio.com.